Are you ready to businessify your art life? Well, you made it to the right podcast here with Starlight Artist Insights. I'm Kimberly, owner of Starlight Art Consultancy, and each week you'll get to know one of our partnered artists and hear from them discussing personal and the business side of art. Are you ready? Let's go. How are Thank you? Thank you so much for doing this. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I was like so thrilled. And I know, are you, you're located in Norway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What time is it there? 5 p.m. Wow. Okay. So it's not that bad. It's not like the middle. No, no, no. It's not that bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, thank you for doing this. And um, I mean, we can get started. Um, so if you want to tell everybody your name and a little bit about you and the style of art that you do. Well, my name is Juliana Loomer, and um, what can I say about me? I'm a creative person. I'm a digital artist primarily, but um, I have a bachelor degree in fine art, so I can do pretty much anything. And professionally, I have done just about everything you could think of in the creative field just to keep working over the years. <laughs> so I've done illustration, I've done book layout design, I've done special effects for films, I've done everything. <laughs> I thought that was so awesome. I was looking at your website and I love you say millions of people have seen my work, they just don't know it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, and I am not the only one. We have large teams of people who work on films that are basically anonymous. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Is there, do you have like a favorite project you've worked on? Um, well, I, as a child, I saw Star Wars 29 times oh my in the goodness. movie theater. <laughs> so you were one of the ones lined up for it. Absolutely. Yeah. I was six, seven years old and I was there like every weekend. I think it was 75 cents or something like wow. that for a movie. So I remember just sitting there like watching it for like the 20th time going, I want to do this. Like I want to make worlds that people can see and they believe in and are excited about, you know. So um, when I was 35, I got an opportunity to work at Lucasfilm on a couple of the newer films. And um, that was quite an amazing experience for me. And I worked in the licensing department specifically. So I did a lot of the art that goes on, like t-shirts and lunch boxes and posters and things like that. So that was a lot of fun. And then after that, um, I had been there a couple of years working on different projects. And then I moved actually across the street to a company called <laughs> The Orphanage, which was a special effects studio. And it was actually in the old orphanage building at the San Francisco Presidio area. And it was also a bunch of stragglers who had like collected there from other um, film companies. And so they sort of saw themselves as like the lost kids from Lucasfilm or some of the other companies. And so, um, I was there and I worked on a couple projects over there, like one of the Die Hard films and early, early Transformers stuff. And I was working as a background artist over there. So that was really fun. That's so exciting. Like what a career already. <laughs> well, you know, you gotta hustle. You gotta hustle. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> exactly. Um, so actually for like artists now, how would you recommend them getting into that, like into an art licensing and all that field that you have experience in? 
Well, specifically, if you're in, I mean, there's so many different areas to get into in art. And so I think you just have to identify what, what area you're like really passionate about. Um, so in terms of licensing, if you want to get into like a known brand, then either there are two ways to do it. You can either get a licensing agreement with the company or the brand yourself and produce products, or you can get in with a company that has already licensed those products and present a portfolio, for instance, of, you know, in, in my case, like uh, Lucasfilm work. And so they can see that that's what you do if you want to be like doing work for companies like Pixar or something. That's a completely different art style. And they want to be able to see that you can do lots of that as well. So it's like really targeting what is that thing you're, oh, you burn for, you know? <laughs> exactly, your passion and then just yeah. go and run with it. Yeah, well, I know that um, in many ways, uh, uh, different studios have found people through places such as like DeviantArt and of course Instagram and different social media. And they, um, I know the art director I worked with at Lucasfilm, that's how he found many of the licensing artists that he worked with was through social media and the internet and just people who were just doing it for fun for themselves and then he was like yeah that's awesome let's bring these people in so just do what you love you know and people will start to see you and i know other artists suggest uh, their friends or artists that they really admire to art directors so it's it's a lot of hard work and a little bit of luck <laughs> <laughs> i but i love that you mentioned even just having that social media aspect or somewhere yeah. online with your work there's yeah. so many artists and they'll reach out to me and they're like, how do I break out into selling my work? And it's, I, the number one thing is, do you have a website? Do you have a social media account? Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes it's just a matter of you being consistent and someone finding you. Yeah. Yeah. Consistency is key, man. I mean, I mean, of course it's nice if you can do like one or two drawings, mm -hmm. but sometimes an art director will say, okay, you know, and I've sat in lots of meetings with art directors going, what about these people? They're so good. Why are you hiring these people? <laughs> you know, but they want to see a body of work that is related to what they're working on. And then they feel safe bringing you in. So like I said, there's a lot of hard work and, you know, a little bit of luck. <laughs> <laughs> that is really incredible. Um, so <laughs> How do you stay inspired? Like, are you just doing your own stuff right now? Or are you um, contracted out through people? Like, how do you stay inspired to keep working? Um, well, right now, I mean, last year, my day job got nuked. <laughs> so, so Me too. I mean, That's why I've like, created this business. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so I just you know dove in headfirst into sort of my fine art world, mm -hmm. my fine art career, and um, that was really exciting for me and super scary and at times just like wow I'm overwhelmed with the orders coming in and then crickets. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's a bit like really a roller coaster ride. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's like um, every but, solopreneur, it's the same thing. You have like yeah, a, an up yeah. day and then you have like a down afternoon. And then... Right. 
Right. Right. I mean, we have some special challenges here. I mean, I feel like there's special challenges because we're at like the edge of the planet. And, you know, obviously we're a very wealthy country. But during COVID, our mail system basically collapsed. And it would take um, maybe from a town an hour away three weeks to get a letter from there. And so when I was having to ship out packages and orders, it could take up to four or five months to get places. You know, I had customers mad at me. I'm like, I don't know what to do. So finally I organized it all and I um, got a UPS, a proper UPS set up so I could just ship UPS and I didn't have to depend on the mail system here right. at all. But the UPS, the nearest one to us is three hour drive away. One way. <laughs> so That's like a day trip. It's a it is, in fact, a day trip. <laughs> and, you know, you, you make fun with it and you, you're going to the, this town and you can go shopping or you can go get just something nice to eat at a restaurant or something. But it's a day trip just to deliver packages. So that was happening once every other week, you know. Yeah. So um, we've had some really special challenges and like getting supplies here could take months last year and I was just like I don't know what I'm supposed to do here because my infrastructure just basically broke down so it's um I'm not I don't know if other people have had that same problem people in the U.S. or Canada or Australia probably not but um that was some of our special challenges up here is I sell mostly to international customers I have some that are in the country and even that I have um, a client who um, purchased some art for me and she lives 45 minutes away and I put her package in the mail and four weeks later, she got it. I literally could have walked that package (laughs) down and she would have had it sooner, you know? And so it's it was really frustrating last year saying okay now i've finally taken this leap into into like full-time fine art career and now i'm just getting hammered (laughs) with infrastructure problems right it's like out of control yeah yeah but people don't really see it that way when your package hasn't shown up for (laughs) a couple months and i'm like i promise i said that yeah Wow, that's crazy. Um, so would you ever move somewhere outside of Norway? Oh, for like- sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I am American. So I came here sort of on this spiritual adventure. And- I love that. <laughs> and um, I actually come from California. And so actually, when I had flown back to California to sell my house and move here full time, I actually met my Norwegian husband in san francisco (laughs) oh my god i love that it was crazy so actually we are planning in the next year or two to move back to the u.s Mm -hmm. because my husband grew up reading cowboy books He really, really wants to move to a place like Texas and then places where, you know, there's still some cowboy culture. (laughs) So, I mean, that's just his dream. And I'm like, I've never heard this before. Why don't don't we talk about this before? So funny. I know. It's amazing. I mean, he's just so excited. Like he can barely talk about it. He's so excited. (laughs) So, so we, we call it our five-year plan, but I think in the next year or two, we'll be heading heading back 
Well, that's awesome. That'll certainly help you out with your, your art <laughs> business. You know, it'll be so much more accessible. Yeah. Yeah. The infrastructure situation will be solved. But right now I've actually offloaded my order processing to um, a company that's in the U.S. so they can print and ship everything right now. But you're not quite getting that personal touch on everything. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a bummer. I have to sacrifice a little bit of that personal touch just so I can get product out to people. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a whole perspective change on yeah. the looking at it. Yeah. So yeah. at least now you know, you understand like that whole part of that business. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah. Before, you know, I was taking care of everything myself. So I figured I had it under control. Right. But uh, that was a wake up call. <laughs> Zero control over the whole infrastructure. Yeah. Because I, I feel like 2020 has showed all of us we don't really have control. <laughs> right. Right. I know. Like, you thought you had it. You don't. Yeah, you exactly. Have to look at everything a different way now. Yeah, but in a way that that's that's kind of good too because it it forces us to be a little flexible. We need to sort of roll with the river yeah. instead of fighting the river. So it, I think that that helps a lot. When you're fighting the river, it's exhausting, right? <laughs> but when you say, okay, I just need to make a change. I need to find another solution here. I need to find pro possibly a printer in the U.S. who can send out my orders instead of me hand doing them in my studio right now. Right. I'm definitely going back to doing everything myself, but right now all, all this shipping system here is in transition and getting uh, supplies so I can be printing is in transition. So it's just one of those things. You got to be flexible. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so since we were talking about 2020, um, what was your biggest like takeaway during that time that you had to figure everything out and kind of look at things differently? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, like I just said, I think the biggest thing was flexibility because I felt like I, I was very rigid about how I wanted to do things. I wanted everything hand done. I wanted to be able to sign everything. I wanted to be able to look at the color after the print had sat 24 hours and make sure everything was perfect. And I didn't want to let anyone down. Right. So, um, that was a lot of controlling energy that was around my work and that's appropriate. But when <laughs> things like, like COVID happen, you have to say, okay, let's get flexible here. Let's find other solutions for what we got going on until we can shift and pivot back to where we want to be. Exactly. Things going. And that's a word I've heard quite a few times. Other artists saying this past year is like pivoting yeah. and being more flexible about how they're fulfilling a lot of their orders and things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Even just um, with selling their art business, like whether mm -hmm. it is, you know, selling courses or trainings, like it's totally been a whole, like you said, a pivot, I think for everyone, especially artists. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But we are lucky because we are creative. So right. we can um, entertain other solutions, right? Instead of saying, nope, it's this way or the highway. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a benefit we have. So creative people have, a, have an advantage, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think so. Yeah. So, um, so what are you most excited about for your art business in 2021 this year? We just started it and I feel like yeah. I feel good about this year already. I don't know if you do. 
Good, good. Yeah, actually, I decided this month I was just going to try a bunch of things I had never tried before, like maybe a different style or a different subject matter. And then I sort of stumbled across this augmented reality um, genre. And what it allows you to do is, for instance, take a 2D painting. And if you take your phone and the software that's on the phone, you can actually, what I'm doing with mine is I'm taking my 2D paintings and I'm animating them. Wow. And I'm bringing that information into the software that's on the phone. And the phone uses the camera to recognize my piece of art and then it launches my animation in the camera and so you can actually walk around the painting as I've set it up in this 3D space. So it adds a whole new layer to 2D art. And I just started playing with it this week and I'm like, oh, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. Yeah. This is going to be so exciting to give that a more interactive experience with a piece. Not that you can't be here and like touch the piece of right. art and like <laughs> enjoy the beauty of it. But when you add another layer to it, I can actually give you more of my meaning of what I wanted this piece to be. And I have over the years uh, been making animations of something like little clips. Yeah. Maybe like of 10, 15 seconds long of my paintings. And it's, it's like, how do you sell that? <laughs> I was just, that was my next question. I was like, how, how do you market this? And it's in a Right. So, um, what I can see right now using the augmented reality, there's two ways to do this is a, it's an advertising, it's a tool to bring people say into a gallery space. Right. So they can in, they can see the work the 2D work, and then they can start to interact with it. So, um, and of course they can bring it home and do the exact same thing. But um, there's also this whole world now, I don't know if you've been uh, uh, hearing about it, of, they call it crypto art, but it's digital art. And people are selling this online now. And primarily people are using cryptocurrency to purchase these digital pieces mm -hmm. of art. And the, the added layer to it is they've created these things called NFTs and they're like digital certificates that you also transfer to the people who buy your digital work. So they have like a certificate of authenticity, but it's right. digital and it's on a blockchain. So nobody can erase your ownership of it. They can only add their ownership to it if you sell it forward. Okay. So it's like this whole new space of adding digital art media into the art collecting world and also, you know, employing cryptocurrency. So <laughs> you right. can have this whole new form of exchange of, it's of like so digital exchange. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's blowing my mind seeing this stuff. And especially with the digital certification for these digital pieces of work, it's just like, oh, yeah. this. I mean, we're going to have those even for 2D and physical 3D pieces because 
if you have a fire in your home and you have a certificate of authenticity, boom, it's gone. I mean, you could probably talk to somebody and get the replacement, but this is digital. This is on the servers that are keeping your, <laughs> all of your information. Exactly. So there's like a whole new kind of world that like just opening up for us digital artists in, in this art space, you know? So it's a pretty exciting time to be a digital artist. So, so I'm, I'm incredible. I am I am loving it. I'm trying to figure it all out, you know. I'm like I'm like 50 years old. I feel like a grandma trying to figure this out. But but it's like it's so exciting. I can so now instead of worrying about all this infrastructure, I can create my digital art and then sell these files to people, transfer them with authenticity connected to it. And it never has to enter a mail <laughs> or a shipping depot ever. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like just having that, you know, the digital um, certificate, like that just mm -hmm. solidifies it yeah. even more. Yeah, you know, like absolutely. Why it's okay to buy it like that and yeah. why it's just better to start purchasing it that way. Yeah, and even 2D and even other physical pieces of art can still be certified with these digital certificates and you can mail them to anyone and say, look, this is mine. So it's adding a level of flexibility and, and globalizing art. Right very inexpensively and very instantaneously. If somebody buys one of my pieces, I can just transfer it to them. It takes maybe five minutes for the full transfer to take place. And then they're satisfied. They're happy. Instant gratification. Exactly. I'm like, you know, my customers right now will have to wait a month or two to get my stuff, you know? Right. So it's pretty exciting what's opening up now because, and I think this really took off because of COVID. It, yeah. it had been uh, developing over the last five years, but because of COVID, everything just went boom. Yeah, I so, feel like people really got on board with technology. Yeah. Like yeah. even just like regular workplaces, it's like, okay, now right. you're forced to kind of get on board and now it's like the new norm for everything. So. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, you know, a lot of us have been like, well, why can't we just work at home if I we know. have, like, Zoom or whatever? <laughs> why I'm not? like, I already have capability. I'm like, yeah. why? <laughs> You know, so I, I think that a lot of, uh, especially corporations are seeing, they're actually getting more productivity out of people yeah. because they're in a more comfortable environment. They can take their dog on a walk if they exactly. need to and come back in and then they're ready to go for another couple hours. So um, I think the, I think COVID actually did some good <laughs> in terms of productivity, in terms of setting up new kinds of workspaces, in terms of, um, I think most people I've talked to, there's maybe one or two, really feel a lot more relaxed at a home work environment or a remote work environment. So they can focus on other things going on in the house, make sure their kid's okay or their baby's okay. Right. Um, you know, there's, I think that was one of the benefits of COVID is it's, it's forced, like you say, this, this technological expansion of how we do our work, how we are sharing our work with the world, and now how we can sell our work with the world. Exactly, yeah. And I, I feel like so many people are more open to just buying artwork like they want to help support artists you know mm -hmm. like 
they're at home, they're looking at everything on their social media, like they're more apt to purchase it from them right now. Well, and they're home more too. Yeah, they want to see it. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, okay, my space is boring because I've just been here at night to sleep because I've spent 12 hours a day in the office (laughs) right now. Now it's like I can build the environment I want to build and I will feel more comfortable here. I will be more productive because I'm happier because I have the artwork around me that makes me happy so I think this is only a, a bonus you know for us totally agree. if we can find one thing that's good about this whole COVID thing exactly. I think that's like what creating helped. new environments yep exactly it helps you like move mm-hmm. forward and you know just change your perspective on stuff like okay well that was yeah. the good thing that came out of it and let's move forward <laughs> Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, what about you? I mean, in your business, uh, how has COVID affected you in the way that you are working? Well, certainly just meetings. I mean, you're so used to like going out and meeting people, meeting designers on projects, meeting other people involved. So everything is obviously like Zoom. Um, so I'm like a pro at it now. <laughs> Before I was like, ew, video. I don't want to, no, I don't want a video. <laughs> Like, I'm much better in person, um, yeah. so it's had to, you know, break me out of that bubble of being recorded mm-hmm. <laughs> speaking more, so it definitely has yeah. changed that, and obviously slowed down some projects um, where yeah. Yeah. there are people going on outside, so, and interacting, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, I feel like it, things are going to start picking up again as we For sure. start to get a little bit better in that aspect yeah yeah for sure this isn't gonna last forever nothing lasts forever that's like one of the rules of the universe (laughs) exactly (laughs) um so I actually I always ask this question because I find everyone gives a different answer but okay how did you feel when you made your first art sale (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh I was so nervous I was so nervous. I couldn't even be like, yay. <laughs> I was I was like, oh no. Okay. So they bought this thing. So now I have to package it. And like, now I have to get it out. And uh, do I need insurance for this? Like I, I was a wreck. My husband was like, look, this is fine. This is normal everyday shipping. <laughs> like we'll get this figured out. And I was, it was like two or three days of just like, okay, uh, I, I have to make sure this gets to everybody and everything's going to be fine or I'm going to let them down and they're gonna feel badly about me (laughs) so it was a shame that I couldn't just enjoy it because I'm so nervous about it (laughs) I love that such an honest answer everybody has had a different reaction Mm -hmm. and I'm like it's such a simple question but I just love hearing people's reaction because I love telling people that like something sold like I'm Mm -hmm. so pumped and excited yeah just funny to see it from the other perspective other yeah Yeah, well, it's all about feelings. So everyone's yeah. unique and has our how our own ticks and things that excite us and things that scare us. <laughs> so that that scared me. That was yeah. very scary. <laughs> um, so, what advice would you give an artist who's like starting out? Like, what your experience and things you've had happen? Well, I guess it. Um, we need to define what starting out is. Are you just trying to start drawing or are you trying to start a career? So what would you think the definition of starting out is? I think more of um, like starting a career. Like how do I okay. make money from this? Like, or have a business or 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you got to pinpoint what it is that you, well, the in, the part of the industry that you're interested in, right? Like if it's gallery, um, I'm not actually sure how to become like a successful gallery artist because so much of my work has always been about being on the computer and doing things digitally. Um, so, so, I don't know, 90% of the work I've done over my life has been through the computer and someone has paid me to transfer files to them. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, if you want to be an animator, it's, there are A, schools to go to, you can learn that, but B, a school can't give you a career. It's like you have to put in the work. I mean, when I went to art school, I'll tell you the story, it's hilarious. Um, it, I took a class called Form and Design. And what we did for an entire semester was take large pieces of paper and a pencil and just draw squares, circles, and triangles. And I was like, this guy is ripping me off. I can't believe I paid this much money for a class where this is all we do. And like maybe the last couple of weeks we were putting shading on things and then we constructed a project with a square and a circle and a triangle and we made like a composition out of it. And I was like, are you kidding me? And I can say now 20 years later, it was the best class I ever took because it was discipline yeah. It was consistency. It was training the hand and the eye to work together perfectly, right? And for 15 years, I was like, this guy is a jerk and he's ripped me off. And now I'm like, I wouldn't be the artist I am today without that class. And so I think whatever it is you choose, you got to dig in and, and do even the pieces of that industry that you're not attracted to. Yeah. Right. So if you're going to be a fine artist, painting all day is fabulous, but you're also going to have to hire an accountant and a tax person. <laughs> you're also going to have to make sure you have a lawyer look over your contracts. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you got to do to be a professional in any field that you're choosing here. You know, um, if you want to work in the movie business, sorry, but you're going to have to get used to 12 to 16 hour days consistently. So, you know, when I worked at one of the studios, we were on crunch time and no one could basically leave the studio. So we had sofas you had to sign up for and you would like take a nap on the sofa and get back to work and that was normal and if you didn't want to do that well there was somebody waiting to take your chair and continue your work so <clears throat> that's not there's every industry has some not pretty parts that you have to take a look at it and say am I willing to do this right. and also the fun part but add a layer of discipline to the fun part, okay? I want to be the best animator I can be. Well, that means that you have to draw animations every single day, right? And, you know, if you are delivering to a studio, they don't care if you have the flu. They need, you know, their files today because they're putting together the show, you know, tomorrow morning and they need all the files together. So the, there's some industries you get into, there's a little lack of empathy. <laughs> you have to develop sort of a thick skin to get through it and that's discipline, right? And if you wanna get anywhere, you have to be disciplined in your craft to be able to 
to develop enough to get to a level you can compete. And so uh, like what I can say about that form and design class, that was pure discipline. <laughs> it was just like, I was like, I don't want to go do this. I don't want to draw circles and squares and triangles again, you know, and there was no talking in class. So it wasn't even like fun hanging out with like yeah. your neighbors or something. <laughs> you know? that, but, but he taught us discipline in a world that you're not told that discipline is actually going to get you farther than your talent, you know, because studios need to know you're going to show up and get stuff done. Exactly. Even if you're not the best, like some of the best artists in the world have a lot of strange temperament. So people can't actually get product from them. You know, fabulous fine artists who just can't pull it together to ship their art to the customers right so um what gets the job done you know the the not so fabulous artist but the next level down who's willing to ship you the paintings and you can get your project done so there's a level of discipline i don't think we talk about a lot in our craft i mean i even when i feel bad or i'm tired at the end of the day they, I will still sit down with my iPad and just knock out something for half an hour just to keep the muscles going. Yeah. No, just something for fun that I'll never oh. show anyone, you know, <laughs> but just, just to keep the juices flowing, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. So, so I don't give up in a way, you know, that's just discipline. So I don't say, eh, I don't feel like it for two months. Well, okay, then how are you going to make a living if you're not painting for two months? I love that you said that because I think you're right. I think a lot of people, you know, there's more commitment depending on what, you know, art environment you're in, but you have to be disciplined and committed to what you're doing if you yeah. want to be successful, if you want to make it a living. Yeah, a professional on any level, you know, if you want to work in a gallery for instance as an employee i mean you got to make those cold calls to the list you know that's really uncomfortable thing to do but this is your job you know if you want to work in film design i mean you have to make a lot of phone calls and have a lot of people say no thanks no thanks no thanks you know there's there's a lot of rejection in this world and um, I've given some talks at a couple different art schools and just talking about my experiences, not that they're going to be everyone's experience, but they were my experiences. And it's like getting thick skin is like job one. <laughs> Becoming a good artist is job number two if you're going to survive this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, that, that's not glamorous or romantic, but there's a lot of people who want to work in the creative fields and you have to sh it sucks but you have to show more than just talent mm -hmm. you have to show that you know how to deliver you have to show that you can take a criticism i mean i remember when i was at lucasfilm and i had worked so many hours on this project and i went into a room and set it all up on the board and the art director who i love the guy he loved me but he walked down the line of all my drawings going crap, 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 go back and do it again. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, and like yeah. the old me and my, the younger me would have been like, I'm out of here. I know, I would have flipped the table. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, 
I have to go back and do this differently. How yeah. am I going to do this differently? I don't know right now. So I went and got some green tea, you know, <laughs> listened to some Michael Jackson for five minutes. And then I'm like, all right, let's try this again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get your tools out to get you centered again. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I'm just talking professionally. Okay. I'm, you know, if we're just talking about starting a creative life, then that's, that's a different thing. I mean, discipline and consistency is definitely part of that because you'll get better the more disciplined you are. If you're not feeling so inspired, well, it doesn't matter. Get in there, draw some circles, squares, some triangles, you know, <laughs> get that hand muscle movement warmed up. Even if you got nothing exciting that's coming out of your mind at the moment or out of your heart at the moment, just practice consistency, yeah. but and discipline, you know, I think gets you farther in professional fields than actually being the best talent. But how do you even define that? You know, that's, that's a hard thing too. But I love that you, thank you so much for sharing that. Cause I think that a lot of people listening will connect with that piece. Like, I don't think they may realize that. How important that is. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's something that even a lot of art schools tell you because then you might run away and not pay for your tuition. <laughs> you know, It sounds scary, you know, but then you get into your first job and you're like, all these people are really mean and stressed. And I still have to do this, you know, yeah. if I want this job. So, you know, I, I, but I think that's a kind of a general statement about life recently as well is this level of hustle and discipline and consistency with whatever you do if you want to be a brain surgeon you got to practice you know if you want to be a pilot you have to do the simulator all the time in your free time so um i think that's something that i the message we're not hearing enough is you do your best but if you deliver for people and you make it so people can get their projects in on time you're gold for them you know? It's so true. I will work. I will love an artist in their work, but if they're kind of like not on top of it or can be a little difficult, yeah. I may not work with them as much again. Right. And it right. I, doesn't mean I don't love their work any less. Sure. It's just like you exactly like you have to answer to other people too. So yeah. you want to make sure your work is it's easy to work with them. Yeah, absolutely. And like, for instance, it's like really challenging in animation uh, studios or film studios. They are changing software in the studios all the time. So if you just spent the last five years learning a piece of software to get the job done. And I mean, we were working on Die Hard in the middle of delivery. They're like, oh, we have to change like compositing software. I'm like, wait, what? Can we not wait like three or four weeks to change the software? No, it had to be done. So they put the entire production on hold for two days to teach everyone a new kind of software. So this is like the flexibility too. You know, you have to be like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard, but we got to get it done. You know, this is, <laughs> this is what's being required of us, right? So, um, I mean, that doesn't sound creative and artsy fartsy and romantic at all, but, but this is the deal professionally. You got to show that you're committed to getting the deadlines done and getting your work done and delivered. So, you know, sorry kids. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm so happy you mentioned that. It's like something different no one's talked about yet. And I love that. Um, so where can our listeners find you online if they want to look up your stuff and purchase? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, please do. Um, <laughs> I am on the Instagram, um, J Loomer Arts, and the same on Facebook. And I have a website, julieloomer.com. Awesome. So it's pretty easy. <laughs> I like that. And I'll link all that too um, when this oh, great. is live so people can like easily get to it. Perfect. Is that okay if I put some of this up on my page too? And oh my link gosh, yes. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> maybe I'll send you an email when all this does go live. So it may be a few weeks because I think I'm going to try to record a few um, mm -hmm. and like get them all ready. So good. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm more than happy if you want to do whatever you'd like. <laughs> yes, perfect. Thank um, you. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking your time out of your day. I'm glad it's not that late over there yet. <laughs> No, but you can see it's like dark now. The sun has gone down while we were talking. <laughs> it's true. Um, but thank you again, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you, darling. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Your time is the most valuable thing, and I'm so grateful you spent it with us. If you felt this was helpful, I would appreciate it so much if you could share this with someone you feel would love it too. Thank you.